This week, La Rosaleda had some real intrigue as Malaga hosted the final of the Kings League. But YouTube circuses leave us feeling peeved. So luckily, we've got some real football chat up our sleeve. So enough of this silly football baloney. Instead, let's talk about more gold from Dione, top league goal scorer in history. He own it and Malaga keep on winning. They ain't blown it. But now it's time to say, see ya, Malia. We wouldn't want to be ya. As certain now we move on to play Real Madrid Castilla. With Malaga after another three points on the prowl. Hungry like a wolf, barking at hungry. Howl! As we take on a team managed by Raul. A Real Madrid legend, Hivo Leenda. So I don't want to condescend you. As you're a great, a great blast from the past. So I shouldn't be crass. But I'm sorry to say that out on the grass, we want Malaga to kick your ass. So let's talk about those prospects on the latest GiriCast. Good day, everyone. I am Matt Harrison, and you're listening to the GiriCast on Sport Direct Radio. As always, that one was a hard one. one, (laughs) Lost my voice in the middle of that one. Um, But as always, I am joined by my tres amigos. Um, This week we have got Luke Chambers is here. How are you, Luke Chambers? I'm very well, mate. Um, Firstly... Excellent rap, rap of the season so far. So I might be an amigo, but yeah, very well, thank you. Good, good. Um, Chris Marquez is here too. How are you, Chris? I'm fine. I've been to Barry Benza today. All right, okay. How's Barry Benza looking? Great. Had some beers. There you go. Um, for those that don't know, well, I'm sure everyone knows that listens to this, but yeah. Barry Benza is the HQ of the Geary Army. So, um it's uh, it's the one we all see on the the Giri Army Facebook group when someone says, "How do I get a ticket?" and everyone replies yes. at the same time, "Go to Barabenza, ask for Spider or Reggie." That seems to be the um, yeah. There's there's always a lot of questions after that, but um, yeah, shout out to Barabenza and finally <laughs> Bell is here. He's not very well. That's not me trying to rap again, by the way. But um, <laughs> how are you feeling, Nick? I feel better now that I've just listened to that wonderful rap, Matt. It's it's cheering me up no end. And considering we didn't have a rap last week or the week before even, uh, yeah, much, much needed. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah, I didn't expect me to be howling on the podcast. and I really didn't way. expect the howl, but what else no. would you rhyme with rowl? Yeah, it was. It was uh, howl? Yeah. Maybe. That's it. No, well, it's a bit late now. But it was, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that was pretty much the first thing I thought of was Howl, Raoul, how am I going to put this together? Anyway, that's for um, my rap podcast. Um, let's start with what I mentioned at the start then, before we get into Malaga. It was the Kings League final at La Rosaleda this weekend. Did anyone watch any of it? No. 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 Okay. No, no. I only watch real football. Yeah. Um, I didn't I... care. I didn't no. care at all about the Kings League. No. I will say from, like, obviously follow, I follow on Instagram and Twitter, Malaga, like, content people that work for different media and stuff that were obviously there. And it looked like it uh, it went off yeah. well. And it, I yeah, think Malaga did itself proud. And um, I saw people that don't, you know, other Spanish football content creators having a nice time in at La Rosaleda and around Malaga. So I guess we can't. Do you guys like the Super Bowl? No, I don't really. You like know, the, all the show around it. No, it's just very American. The Kings League. I'm sorry. I'm. To be honest with you, if you're going to compare this event to the Super Bowl, I, I, I think I'd be very happy if La Rosaleda could pull that off. Um, I know what you mean. The Razzmatazz. Well, but the show around it, all the 
uh, artists singing fireworks. I don't know what else they did. It's it's just not my thing. I want to see a football match, 90 minutes football, rough, pure. Uh... Well, do you, do you want me to sum up? I can sum up from my notes here how little I care. I've literally written in my notes, congratulations to, and I forgot to go back and fill in who won it, and I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I meant um I will say I know the only team I know in it is Los Troncos because that's the team Joaquin played for. Ah yeah, were. I saw that. Did he did he score from a corner or something like that? I think I saw on Instagram. I don't know. One one thing they did do in terms of your social media is they made La Rosaleda look absolutely Ooh. insane. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's because they had the lights off on lots yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the and they had the run of it as well, like you know, don't get me wrong, and, and I, I appreciate that we don't own the stadium and they can do whatever they want with it, but, you know, just seeing those Kings League shirts in the window of the new club, yeah. I kind of agree with Chris. It just feel, all felt a bit, yeah. ugh, do you know what I mean? Like, and, it, and if it's for you, fair play. You enjoy what yeah. you enjoy. We've all got our own hobbies, but it's just like, it's trying too hard for me. Yeah. yeah. It's like um, Saudi Pro League football. It tries too hard. Yes. Um, well, let, let's move on then to real football. I was going to say to cheer us up, but um, the thing we're starting with is not going to cheer cheer us up because I'm starting with injury news because uh, today's seems to have been particularly uh, bad for Malaga or certainly the last 24 hours or so. Um, I'll mention first the Sangali and Musa are out. Well, we're injured today. We don't really know how long for yet, but the big headline is Juan de is going to be out for, well, I don't think we have exact numbers, do we? But about, I think about eight weeks at best, maybe? Minimum of eight weeks. Yeah. And but expect this is ten weeks. Yeah, so that's pretty much you know, I'm not sure. sure. That's till the winter break, basically, isn't it? Um yep. Nick, um, thoughts on this? Are we okay to cope without Quande? It's a loss, and I think me and Luke were, uh, you know, talking this morning about well, who comes in to replace him? We, we've we've got you know good backup in the centre part yeah. of it, but then obviously the backup centre back then also get injured. So you know, we can only really hope that Einar and Nelson Monte you know, are pieced together, you know, maybe we need to strap them up if they do get a little bit injured because they're, they're only options at the minute. I don't know of any other centre-backs that could go in there, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, what you maybe could do, maybe... Gennaro could go back in there if you need yeah. That like was that. my idea, but then Gennaro isn't also... He's not having his best no. season... Career. I don't know what, it, what to call it anymore. But. Did we say that is is a Moreno a, a centre half? No, he's um he's midfielder, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. yeah. Could have done. I think he was number five for Spain. That's all in in the recent qualifier. Yeah, well, I, th- I think like you say, it's it. To be honest, it's expected from one day. He has these breakdowns every year. It's a big shame for him, to be honest, because, you know, I thought, uh, again, we'll come on to the Malia game later, but I thought he did quite well coming in for Einar. Um, so it's a shame that he's picked this up now because he was really creating a fair bit of um, competition between the three of them, which was quite nice to see, and, you know, given all, you know, pace there, all the right problems to have. So, mm. but, you know, I, I very much believe that uh, Nelson Monte and Einar can go on and build a solid partnership now and hopefully when he comes back, he can get himself into contention. Yeah, I think that's 
you know, like you said, in regards to a partnership, I've got no issue with Einar and Monte. I'd even argue they've been better together. But just like you said, who does come in if something happens? I, I was going to say Gennaro as well, but um, that would be a sort of real backup idea. Um, and like like I said as well, Musa, we don't know the extent of the injury. Chris, is there? have you got any word on Sangali and no. Musa? No. The only thing that they uh, had to stop earlier with the uh, with the training session, and I believe Musa was this hamstring. Oh well, that's, yeah, so he's done. Yeah, that's him for and, a um, What was it with uh, Sangali? His calf felt his right yeah. calf. Yeah. Okay, that's not great either. Um, yeah, if only. We we did have an, a a pretty good young centre back in Andres Caro, but uh, he's yeah, he's gone. So uh, we have to find a solution. But we we do seem to always find someone in the academy. Um, so we'll see if there's someone to pop up. Speaking of perhaps young players as well, or you know, youngish players. Um, Haitam and Ramon are back in full training. That is good, Nick. Not Nick. I was going to say Luke. <laughs> yeah it's great news i think obviously both players have got huge potential huge adds huge quality to the team and i think like we said the team's had a bad day in terms of the injuries but if these two are ready to go it, it's it's a big big boost for us i think ramon yeah. can actually take us to the next level maybe the level what we've missed so far this season you think yeah, um, but Ramon isn't isn't ready yet and won't be no. brought into another three four weeks. Do you think Haitam's ready, Chris? Because he was on the bench the last game. Uh, I think Pedicier took him, but he wasn't ready yet. Okay, he's still missing some fitness. Well, that leads us in nicely, I guess. To um, you know, we're talking about squad players. Um, we do have a sort of busy week coming up in two weeks' time. With um, we go away to Antequera. And then the week after, we're at home to Cordoba. But in the middle of that week, we have a Copa del Rey game. Um, the draw was done this past uh, Tuesday, so yesterday. We're recording on Wednesday. And I know Luke watched the draw and thought we were going to get Marbella because they were getting down to the last few teams. But we have drawn Baracaldo, which is just... Well, I, I was going to say, I've actually walked through Baracaldo and I did the walk in the summer. And it's the last town... <laughs> That before you enter Bilbao, uh, even it's almost like a suburb of Bilbao. So, um, Nick, any, any thoughts on this draw? Does it excite you? Do you care? I don't know. No, I think the Copa del Rey is is a difficult one, and I think the question was posed in the Telegram group: "Say, are you excited, or you know, do we go in a cup run, or do we focus on the league?" And I think the overall consensus is: if you just go for the league, it doesn't really matter. I think those top teams have kind of got it all boxed off. It's not like the FA Cup where, you know, you're back in those League Two conference teams to go on to uh, a bit of a run. So does it excite me? No, not really. Is it a long trip midweek? Yeah. <laughs> Luke uh, informed me that there are 44 games unbeaten as well, so it's got absolute smash and grab. The great Malaga losing to some minnows from uh, the Basque Country written all over it. So uh, to be honest, Matt, no, I'm not excited by it. Uh, no. could really do without it. Yeah, I think I think from what I gather, I was the only one that was actually a bit excited about it because it's my half term. So I was watching this draw thinking, um, where can I go away in half term? And I was looking, I think 
the three I think I pointed out were Europa in Barcelona, Hercules in Alicante, and uh, Compostela in Santiago, my top three. But um, I enjoyed going to Bilbao in the summer. I am quite happy to go back there for a couple of days. In the Hans. stadium looks great, though. Like, yeah, you know, we, we, yeah, we, we are, we're all lovers of uh, our, our floodlights yeah. uh, amongst here. And, you know, when I first saw the stadium, I was like, hmm, I like them. They're a bit, yeah. bit me, them. Yeah. Nice I had somebody tweet me. So I, had, I retweeted the, the, the draw. And some random who I've never met in my life, he actually tweeted me, great floodlights, though. And I, that were like two minutes after Matt pulled up on the floodlights. And they, they do look a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, it's probably someone I know that likes floodlights like me. Um, I did like um, their, um, I think it was a sport director. Um, I, I wrote his name. Uh, Joseba, Joseba Nunez, who did like a nice little speech about how excited he is to have Malaga come in. And he did add at the end. Malaga is attractive. I also want to encourage the Malaga fans to come. It is a nice trip. Let them come and enjoy. I thought that was really nice. Um, if I so, was Malaga, I wouldn't go. It's a long trip, isn't it? It's a long trip. I would. I just would say, no, thank you. You're fine. Well, no, I... no, no, you're okay. Next year, maybe. But this year, I wouldn't go. Well, as as I've said before, I'm working on something which sort of would be would help if I went to as many games as possible. So, uh, with time, I mean, it's, work, like, it's like on, on paper, if Malaga for some reason picked the Copa del Rey as something they wanted to progress in, it's probably the the toughest draw they could get. Malaga's got to basically go to the moon and back to play this game. The team's forty four games unbeaten. Yeah, weirdly, but did I, you see? They're not actually top of the league, though. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I saw that. It's, and the uh, insane thing is, like, not it's not insane, but the horrible thing is of, of this whole Copa del Rey thing, it's not that we have a big squad. That's true. We have a very limited squad. Yeah. Um, so I only see problems. Yeah, fair to say I'm not going for purely football reasons. Well, I don't know if I'm going. I have looked at flights. I'm going to wait to see what exact time and day kickoff is, but it's pretty cheap to get to Bilbao first week in November from Malaga, so I can't see why not. Um, Perhaps I'll I'll mention it here as well, because obviously this is the same week as another game, which I would really like to go to, but it looks like I'm going to struggle to go to. Um, It is our Malaga province derby, against Antequera, which is on the Sunday before this Copa del Rey game. It was announced today that there's only going to be 628 tickets available for Malaga fans in the away end. 266 are going to go to Peñas, and the rest are going into a lottery. So 362 tickets in a sorteo. Um, I've already applied. I'm not expecting to come out lucky, but you never know. Um, Chris, obviously, you're a... uh, um, a season ticket holder like me is this the best way to do it you think because I don't know I don't think so I, I'm I'm not even trying because let's say I would get a ticket and all my mates wouldn't would I have to go alone I'm not going alone to an away match I mean it's no fun in it I, I, I'll, I'm happy to go alone if you get if you do get a <laughs> ticket <laughs> but actually I'm not I'm not really now it's come to this. I, I I'm finding I'm not so that I'm I'm more excited for other games in this league. Yeah. I know this derby, and if I get a ticket, I will be happy. But um, I'm not going to lose sleep over it, as I think some people seem really desperate to get a trick ticket, which is fine. 
because maybe that people who can't afford or don't have the time to travel further away. Absolutely. Um, that's I think that's the thing. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got a FIFA lined up. That that's the one I'm looking forward to I, again with Barra Galdo. Um, I don't know if you know Nick and Luke. You guys have you know been to away games in other you know back at home. Is does this seem like a system that works for you? I can't think of any other way to do it, but it still seems a bit mad to me. No, it's bonkers. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Absolutely. It, it's like, it, it seems to be everything with, with the admin side of a football club in Spain. It kind of feels like, let's just make it up as we go along. Um, <laughs> you know, whereas if you go to, especially here in the UK, you know, they've got systems, you've got, you know, ways of going. If you, if you can't get a ticket, then you can't yeah. get a ticket. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, the, how many people went to Linares? What, two, two, over 2,000, you know, all went that far. I'm sure they'll all want to go to yeah. um, this game. So already you're up against a lot of people in that group. But now you're going to get, you know, the entire season ticket, you know, 19,000 subscribers applying for a lottery for a game that's just up the road. So like we said the other week, if you went to that Linares game or if you went to Huelva and now you didn't get a ticket to Antiquera because you were in a lottery, I'd be pretty pissed off. Yeah. 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 So it, it just it just feels like I don't know, like Actually, sorry, the the other thing I forgot to add here as well, which which will piss me off, which actually is the point that pisses me off more, I forgot to mention, is I don't know if you've seen, but if you're successful, you will get a phone call sometime between Monday and Wednesday. Now, I'm a school teacher. If they phone yeah. me between Monday or Wednesday, they and they said something mad like they're gonna phone you once, and if you don't answer the second time. It moves on to the next one, isn't it? Never. That's going to be annoying. That, it feels like one of those radio phoning things. You know, when you yeah. ring up and you've got to pick up the phone and go, "My oh. name's Charlie," or "Or where's Inga? Does the winner?" Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, have you got to say a special code word when you pick up the phone to Malaga? You know, you know, siempre vamos. <laughs> what? You know, it just doesn't make any sense to have this bloody system where they should go well i'll tell you what if you've been to all these away games so far you've got first refusal that's it and it could be it could be all 600 tickets gone yeah, yeah. and that'd be fine and then if some were left over then the next people get it and then the next people it's not hard it's not as if they're rewriting the wheel it's just have I, they not looked after the penias and that Pardon? have they not looked after the penias this yeah, time? yeah like you said it's two and but the penias are getting oh, 266 yeah. so if you think how many penias there are? That's yeah, yeah, true. Not many, and you know, I don't know if the the bigger penias get a few more. Um, I've spoken to uh, three penias I know, and I, I've not got a number, but they've said it is like really nothing. So yeah. again, I don't know how they've allocated that. But. Well, look at uh, like the the Fondo Sor or or whichever one it is, Chris. That that you know they've got the full block at, at the the south end. And surely they want to go to make a lot of noise. Mm. They should probably go home and away all the time. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Mental, mental. Yeah. Um, we well, can perhaps talk about this a bit more um, uh, next week when I'm boasting about I got a ticket, <laughs> like, like, like a like a little Charlie bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Just running down Marbella front with your ticket. Go, Matt. Run all the way home. Don't stop. And then you yes. see. 
Chris Marquez turn a corner like slugs <laughs> Grandpa. Hello there, Matt. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then heading home and, and see his four grandparents in a in a bed. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll go home to um, Pam and Ken in the tavern and be yeah. like, I'm <laughs> You are sitting in bed and Ken will say, oh man, I will come with you. I didn't stand up for the past 45 years, but well, I will come. Because uh, Ken's not been to any Malaga games this year, so maybe that will be him like skipping around going, I'm going to go. um, Fair to say, I've, I've looked at pictures of Antikira's ground. It does not look quite as magical as... Uh, uh, Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, but um, to, to be fair, Matt, we need you to go so we can see the goals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what we see from FEFT. If you, if you, you can video it for us, Matt, I think yeah. that'd be perfect. <laughs> God, yeah, that's a good point. Um, anyway, like I said, we can perhaps talk about that again. Um, just a couple of other quick things to mention. I said before we press record tonight, um, there's another Ricardo Horta story where FIFA have said. We're going to get this six million. I said to the lads, do we really need to talk about this story in depth? I feel like I've said this story for about six months now, and I say the same thing every time. So, Chris, is there anything different to say this time? No, you already said it. So I think mentioning was was enough. Okay. Um there you go. So we, apparently Malaga are going to be rich soon, and um, but we'll probably mention it again in December when we've still not got the money. Um, but it sounds like it's getting somewhere very, very slowly. And then just quickly, um, we talked about the Kings League. Um, Malaga's got another event coming to town. Um, we are hosting the Women's Nation League game between Spain and Sweden, I think in the first week of December at La Rosaleda. Um, I guess, you know, this can only be good for Malaga. I know we've talked about not owning the stadium, but certainly the city getting these events, especially ahead of, you know, trying to get a place at uh, World Cup 2030. Um, again, you know, it's it's nice to have a team in town like the Spanish national, um, women's national team, a team that doesn't have any controversy around it like Malaga. So it'd be nice to have some nothing to talk about there. Um, I think um, it's good for all the for all the girls in Malaga and in the province of Malaga. They they can see the Spanish team, the world the the world champions. Yeah, in Malaga. Saying, people forget at the minute they're the world champions, aren't they? So yeah, so, yeah. one of the best teams as well, aren't they? So yeah, it'll be interesting. It'd be interesting to see what sort of crowd that gets. I think it could I think be I might be going. To be honest with you, I think that is in the Puente week. I think there's like a national holiday again then. So, you know, we love oh, a national another one. Yeah, yeah. Just another keep... one. Um, I, I think it's that weekend. I don't know if it's on the Saturday or Sunday. I've not got my calendar in front of me. But yeah, I might go as well if I'm not gallivanting elsewhere. And then just quickly, I thought I'd put this in. Initially, I put this in as, a, you know, we represent the sort of, we represent Spain on this podcast, I guess, as, a, you know, supporting a Spanish football team. So I thought I should mention that Spain have qualified for the Euros. That is great news, but I thought we'd just use it as an excuse to say well done to Nick Bell because Scotland have qualified as well and are currently ahead of them. So well done. Uh, not, and not England qualified as well. Sorry. Well, we didn't mention Thank that. England qualified as well. Wait, 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 wait. We don't need to talk about England. That, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Scotland now qualified. They are second in the group at the minute because Spain have got a... Far superior goal. I think they scored 16 goals, which I think that uh, 7-1 win away in Georgia really helped. Uh, but goal difference doesn't matter, though. 
it's head to head and uh, oh well the head to head they've oh, I don't know maybe they've got oh, us maybe, on. maybe maybe because Scotland beat them one nil yeah maybe maybe that's it then I, I thought that might have been the case but um but it, it doesn't matter we're going to Germany that's fine the first team to qualify alongside uh France as well so uh happy days and, the Cheers, England's going as well. <laughs> but, but no one, but no one cares. <laughs> cares. Nobody cares about but, Scotland. But but and when Chris, Wales and Scotland it. qualify for it, and you know that that's the way to go. No, to be fair, I, I do tell a lie. I watched a bit of the uh, the England game last night, and Jude Bellingham just looks terrifying. I I I I would not want to be in any team going up against Jude Bellingham. This Jude uh, Bellingham next played thirteen games this season and got man at match nine times. Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. The, probably the biggest club in the world. Uh, and like I said, obviously Spain, Chris, you know, they're going there. Um, the Netherlands, I'm not too sure just yet. I think they qualify if right. they beat the Republic of Ireland next time out. And obviously Wales, Matt, what a result against Croatia as well. That, that's, that's how I knew all about the head-to-head thing, because we're actually ahead of Croatia on head-to-head now. So if we finish on the same points as them, we go through. So, yes, we... we we pulled it out of the bag with some pretty, a pretty amazing performance. Actually, it sort of came from nowhere. So hopefully that's helping us. But um, yeah, I was going to talk about um, Spain's prospects, but we've 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 run over a bit. But we've talked about international football. Let's talk about some more international football because Malaga played a team from Africa this week. So let's go and talk about that game. And of course, the team aren't from Africa before we get complaints. They are from Spain. It's a Spanish enclave in North Africa. That team being Malia, um, thanks to Gerard Piquet's football circus. We did play midday on a Thursday afternoon, which um, uh, we talked about on the podcast. Obviously, it, it's it's a horrible thing the way they mess the fixtures around, especially for people that had flights and stuff booked and things like that, even for the, the folk from um, Malia, but on a sort of selfish personal level, I, it was quite novel and fun going to it. And people were work. Yeah. Sorry. People Apologies. work. Apologies, Chris. But I, 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 what I was going to say, the novelty was quite fun. Weirdly. Um, I'm not saying it should happen all the time, of course, but um but yeah, there was the big biggest crowd of the season there, twenty four thousand two hundred and ninety two. I think I can't remember if it's ninety two, but um, fans on Thursday. So again, an epic effort from Malagistas, and I guess if we're going to talk about an effort, um, a pretty good effort from the team on the pitch, um, but sort of an effort which almost you know flustered in the second half. So I think this this uh, review of the game is very much going to be in two halves. So um, let's start with the starting 11. We've already mentioned that Juan De came in for Aina. And then the rest of the team was a bit odd. I guess the other one was Dione coming back in, which, you know, wasn't odd. But then there's Loren starting up front, which I think is his first start up front for quite a long time. And then the centre midfield partnership of Manu Molina and Juan De. So before we perhaps talk about their, I don't know, individual performances, uh, Luke, what did you make of this lineup when you saw it? 
I'll be honest, when I saw it, I was quite surprised. Um, it definitely didn't excite me. Uh, Lauren Zuniga starting took us all by surprise, I think. But um, I also don't know what Mano Molina did to deserve his chance after the uh, 12 game. It did actually have a... Yeah, great. Recall after his goal. Yeah. Um, and yeah. the centre-half situation... The centre half situation regarding Juan Day, I think that was just the general rotation what we've we've mentioned before. Yeah, I will say outside uh, fake Barcelona's Madrid, none of us were particularly infused by this starting eleven. What about you, Nick? Uh, I think it was uh, more necessary than it was um, wanted. If that's a, a saying, we should say. You know, you got to remember we played on, you know, late on the Sunday. Uh, against Welver, and it's a quick turnaround to dinner time on a Thursday when you're a professional footballer, you know, and and that wasn't an easy game against Welver either, as we know. So I think a few of these changes just had to happen. You know, he had to give like the likes of Roberto and uh, you know Sangali a bit of a rest, and you know maybe like we saw bring him on in the second half when we can um, use him effectively. But the bonus that is now they've had ten days off, so much time to recover. But then a few of them have got injured in training, so. He's neither here or there. Um, but, yeah, not good to look at, but I understand why Pace had to do it. Yeah, fair enough. Would you go along with that diagnosis, Chris? Yes. Um, the one thing I made out of it now is that Manu Molina is a Manolo Gaspar, Gasparish shining. Okay. Which I still don't get. It's a desperate signing at the end of the transfer market to, Hmm. I don't know, pleasure defense. Uh, But it's not working. (laughs) It's it's a Gasparish thing. A Gasparian transfer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I get what you're saying. I I still, I'm not totally against Manu Molina yet I've, I think I've seen little bits but yeah I'm not I, he does not excite me either so um, yeah, let's, I think he, he excites his cameraman I think he's got his personal cameraman yeah go on I've seen a lot a lot of photos of Manu Molina about oh yeah he's like front and centre isn't he of all. Oh, he he's, he's definitely got his own personal photographer his pitch side <laughs> taking photos of him but okay, okay. I, I completely agree with Chris on, on this it's like he was hoisted as a transfer opportunity that uh, yeah. arised and it, it kind of feels like you know when people say that you know um digital money is an opportunity bitcoin and uh, nfts are an opportunity and eventually they just turn to shit this feels very bitcoin <laughs> signing is manu Molina. it's just well, I, I i have to go against that because bitcoin is a thing you just know how to to buy, to when to buy it and when to sell it <laughs> I've got no idea on digital currencies at all. I just know a lot of people lost a lot of money, and I feel I like, know people uh, earn a lot of money. So it's you know for me, Manu Molina is just a bit just hasn't done anything yet. You know what I mean? Like yeah. did nothing against Twelver, done nothing against Melia. Who do we? Do, does he start against his team from the Basque Country and maybe put some performance in? I, I don't know, but yeah, I think that's going to be his next game starting anyway. It's Arvin Opia thing or. Uh... We, we had a, a many of those transfers, didn't we? Lumar. <laughs> Lumar. That's another one. Yeah. Um, so, so, uh, Buena Casa was the original one. Yeah. 
Yes, yeah. we like uh, we like Buena Casa quite a lot. Uh, we used to talk about his stint at Juventus a lot. I remember. Um, anyway, let, let's go into the game then, because um, despite this sort of quite unorthodox team, I thought Malaga started really well. Leek, I honestly thought we start started fantastically. Um, a good pace, a good good press. We had the Pelly press, as we call it, and we were creating several chances. Um, obviously, we'll go into the game a bit later on. I, I saw, but I thought we could have been two or three nil early doors. The, uh, the Melia goalkeeper, I thought he made some great saves, keeping in the game. Yeah, yeah, it was that one. I I only watched the highlights back um, yesterday, and um, the one where Kevin like shot left footed across goal. I think he gets a little touch on that, and yeah. I, mm-hmm. I I thought that was just uh, he just dragged this slightly wide. I was like, what a save that was! And yeah, some of his saves are a bit, I don't know, sort of. Just throwing his arms up and you know, yeah. The goalie, the goalie kept him in the game very much. He did, which were quite strange because after five minutes, our work, we'll call it, and I was I was making a couple of little notes, and he just looked such an unconventional goalkeeper. Yeah. I don't. He looked like a an old pro evolution goalkeeper made up kind of thing, and then he just turned in, out to be insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he looked a bit like he was like glitching as well, but in yeah. like a, a cheat glitch. Um, <laughs> Yeah, what, when I watched the highlights back, I, I'd sort of, again, I think we talked about in our WhatsApp group, you know, this game was six days ago now. It was quite hard to remember some of it, but I forgot how, like, fun that first half was, actually, because they had a, a good chance as well, which they didn't take, or half chance, but we really went at them, didn't we, Nick? Was it, was it our best first, well, our best half of the season? Um, I think... I think in regards of attacking and just, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go along with that, actually. Um, yeah, I can agree. But, I mean, the, these weren't up too much, was they? Yeah. That's, well, well. You can only play who's in front of you, basically. I, I, I wouldn't say they weren't up too much. Well, until, yeah. Until the second half. <laughs> yeah, until the second half. Um, what did you make of it, Nick? Uh, well, I'll be honest, I've only kind of like watched the highlights back properly earlier uh, and I listened to it in the car oh, with the Spanish commentary. <laughs> oh, well, no, I don't speak Spanish. So I was kind of just going off the vibe. It was displayed a little bit on my phone because obviously it plays the video still, but I couldn't watch it and drive, which, you know, don't do that if you are listening. Great, great, great. great so <laughs> I was just listening to the Spanish commentary and just... When you were going like Kevin, 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 I was going. We must be doing well. <laughs> so uh, it sounded a lot more exciting in the first half than it did in the second half. And a lot more downbeat in the second half from what I was interpreting. And then when you see the highlights back, the fact that there's three and a half minutes of highlights and three minutes of it is the first half and thirty seconds is the second yeah, half yeah, yeah. says its own story. <laughs> I think we need to start a campaign down in the Costa del Sol, and it's not. Um, don't drink and drive. It's don't Dione and drive and uh... yeah, and don't don't drink and drive and don't watch videos and drive. Well, that's, that is. <laughs> exactly. So well, I, was, let, let... I was literally sat in traffic at the M6 when a guy came alongside me, and I was listening to it quite loud as well. And he pulled alongside it. He was just the the most Spanish commentary you could hear. And just craned his head and went like that, as if to see a Spanish person sat opposite him. And he just it was me going. Get down. 
don't know what's happening. <laughs> um, I've mentioned Dione's name there. Um, I mentioned him in my little intro rap that he did become the top goal scorer in the history of this league. Again, I'm sure I've said that before, but I keep reading it. So I, I must have misread it before. Um, I will say, I know we've, We've had a few pops of Lauren. I thought he did quite well in the build-up to the goal to get a shot off and spin his defender. Um, then Kevin had a goal. You know, it looked like it was going in, and another great save from the goalie to tip onto the post. And then uh, Dione bundled in. Um, I, I, is there anything else to say about this goal? It, it was yes. Can we say? I think it could be summed up as a pinball goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was. One thing I was going to say, pinball goal. Okay. Um, was this the highlight we have been waiting for of Lauren? No. Since the he the was, was this was this his best moment as a Malaga player? No. He was this the, the ball fall out of the sky. The ball was from the sky, is like Icarus. He flew. So close to somebody. Because I am surprised how positive you are, a teacher, how positive you are about Lauren when you praise him. I don't. Yes, you (laughs) praised him for what he did. Well, for this goal. Yeah. the, The ball was put across the box. He spun his defender, got a shot off. It was a good save. Don't know what else to say. I don't know what he did wrong there. To be fair, it was at this point that we were talking about the glitchy goalkeeper. Do you know those goalkeeping machine robots that like die? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is what the people remind me of. He just was like, wait, uh, uh, all over the place. You, you know the goalkeepers at fair that turn. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that turn three sixty. I don't know what you call it. So I'm he was like that. He was insane. He was like octopus man. <laughs> what, what did Lauren do wrong in the build-up to this goal? I'm confused. It's not that he, do, he does something wrong, but just you shouldn't appraise him for having a shot. It's oh, the I touch, know. Though, Chris. I mean, we, we he remember gets, the he, He's one of the best-paid players for Malaga, of, of Malaga. No, I think he's. And you're appraising him for a shot. No, I, I actually, I've actually just ordered the Lauren Zuniga DVD of The Touch. <laughs> and I personally cannot wait to just watch it and replay it. Yeah. That is, that is a sign of Yorkshire that he's still buying DVDs. <laughs> it's, it's a tape. It's a tape. I'm going to burn it on the PC as well. It's my VCR. Yeah. They make a copy for me. Yeah, I'll send it over. <laughs> now that's what I call Lauren Zuniga one. But let's be honest. I think it... it that moment holds more, holds more. I don't know. It's more magical than than Alex being a Yovel fan is all all his life. Um, yeah, when we did that, the, the first fanzine. It's, it's mad that I didn't go back and write something about that Lawrence Zuniga touch. You might, <laughs> might have to write a whole article about it, maybe another time. Um, I don't know, then, guys. Since I, I I don't know as much to say about the goal. Um, apart from the goalie just trying to keep them in it by himself. But um, I'll I'll go to you first, then, Luke. We brought him up. How do you think Loren did on his first start of the season, I think? I, I, he he worked, which was nice to see, because when he's been coming on, I know it's only been 10, 15 minutes, but I don't 
think he's done anything. He didn't really look bothered. This time, it, it did look like he put a shift in, but I, they were, he just didn't really add anything else to the team, I, th- I don't think, in terms of his play. No. Yeah, I'd agree. Exactly. I, again, I, you could see he was running about. He was sort of, I don't know if Peya said, told him, you need to be like, you know, one the kid, Roberto, but um, yeah. it wasn't quite the same. Same for you, Nick, or did you spot anything? No, like you say, it was nice to see him actually running around because it's been, you know, a bit of a criticism the last couple of games that he's come on and when we need him to be fresh-legged and, you know, and embrace the pay press, he just... What a season. Yeah, yeah, should... so it's nice to see him actually running around. And, you know, so, oh, yeah. I should have said, Nick, was did, did you hear anything good about him on the Spanish radio? I forgot that you didn't. Oh, no, his name didn't come up once. <laughs> I, w- I will say as well, um, in La Rosaleda, when his number went up, there was quite a lot of whistling of him. Um, and I don't know if that was aimed directly at him or more at the, we want Roberto. Because when Roberto came on, the place went mad again. Roberto yeah. has just become this sort of cult. But, but, but to be fair, right. Lorraine could be getting all the same plaudits that Roberto could be getting if he applied himself in the same way. There's yeah. nothing on paper or from what we've seen previously before this year that would suggest that Roberto is a, a much higher caliber player than Loren. <clears throat> if anything, they went toe to toe for years at Malagueno. So he's only got to look at what he could be. And, you know, he, if he decides to put his uh, attitude is, to it. I, I hear Luke say, like, uh, it's good to see that he, he works and he works hard. And yeah, beautiful. Uh, but if your postman um, works hard but delivers your post every day to the neighbor and he does that with every house, then he's not very good at his work, is he? Have you been no. uh, reading the Mario Balotelli book of philosophy, Chris? No. Why? Because that's one of his famous um, <laughs> famous sayings. Because when I really? asked him about yeah, they asked him about, like, why doesn't he celebrate goals? And he said something like, well, when the postman delivers a letter, does he celebrate a goal? Um, de- celebrate delivering the letter. So that's who, knew that, who knew that Chris Marquez is a secret Mario Balotelli? Well, who knew there was... If there is one player I hate in football since the start, it's Mario Balotelli. Okay. Chris has sat there in his Why Always Me t-shirt. <laughs> you... Do you remember? Do you guys know that video of Mario Balotelli trying to put the um, bib on for the bib? Yeah, and uh, he can't even do that. <laughs> anyway, moving um, away from Mario Balotelli. Um, since I, I was, I was going to ask you, Nick, but um, maybe I'll come to you for other stuff. What what went wrong in the second half, then, um, Luke? Because as we said, first half was great, and I. You know, uh, Chris asked the question, was that one of our best first halves? Quite possibly, I think. Um, the second half was a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, I think it was just a, a very lazy performance, as if like maybe we dropped to Melia's level and also maybe a bit of these aren't a very good job done kind of thing, which is very disrespectful for a team. And as fans, I mean, I'm sure you guys in the ground expected it a lot more. I fully expected Malaga to get two, three, maybe a fourth goal. Yeah. But yeah, it was just, oh, to sum it up, it was just a very, very lazy, dull second half. I saw um, the headline in Malaga Oi the next day and I thought it summed it up very nicely, Rich. I said, uh, Sufrimiento in Nesario. 
unnecessary suffering. And I thought, yeah, there yeah, was. The, the thing is, this should... if you play like this the whole season, it will cost you points. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, 100%. And we are getting we lucky. Yeah, we, I, I think we've been a bit, I feel we've been a little bit too negative on some recent performances. I think we've we've held on, but like we've looked in control, whereas this game, we just seem to be losing control the more the half went on. And obviously they scored at the end. And from what I've seen, it was rightly offside. But yeah, um, but, uh, yeah, but yeah. You, you don't have VAR in this in this category. And no, if, no, if if that uh, linesman didn't put his flag up, that's a massive two points lost. Let's also say it's it's not Primera Division for the linesmen or the referees either. True. Good point. Uh, yeah. I, I will say um the obviously this was on a Thursday, and so I had I didn't really go anywhere this weekend. I just stayed in Marbella and watched quite a lot of Premier League football in the bars. And I was thinking to myself. I do bloody love this league about VAR. I've always been quite defensive of VAR and said, oh, you know, if you could play about with it, I think it could work. But I'm, I'm starting to turn against it now after going to these games recently. It's, it was so nice just to look over and see the flag and go, all oh, right, yeah, he's offside. Yeah. It doesn't matter. There's no, there's no check. Do you guys remember that, um, that uh, Thierry Young Regal for France of course, yeah. The handball, yeah. The handball. Knocked out. Island knocked out. That moment in football or Maradona with the hand up, the touch of God or the nonsense we, we call it, uh, which is just a normal handball as well. To be Those fair, moments, um, Unai, Simon, going into hospital after the uh, Scotland-Spain game after... Yeah. <laughs> He was judged to have been assaulted in the build-up to Scott Mentolomini's worldie. You know what I mean? You've, you've got to have these systems in place now just <laughs> to protect the players more than anything. Um, no, but sure those moments, if they come against free. you, I mean, they hurt football a lot because the Thierry Henry goal, I mean, it's ugly. Yeah. Cool. And that goal stands. Malaga and Dortmund with VAR, Malaga would have gone through to the next round. <laughs> I mean, you know, going back with what oh, you're saying, Chris, replay now. Replay. <laughs> no, <now>. but <laughs> no, but those this those are, are moments. Someone else. <laughs> those are moments in football, which just suck if they yeah. come against you. Mm. And I think with for VAR. those moments you need VAR. Yeah, it obviously won't as severe, but. Maybe in Segunda, we might have actually even had a penalty in the first half, right on the end of half time. VAR could look to that when Juan Pay, oh, uh, yeah. I think it was. It, it hard to see because there wasn't too much of a replay on it, but it looked like he definitely like dragged his back foot back. Hmm. Yeah, two nil up, two nil up at half time. That game was done, but we just brought unnecessary pressure onto ourselves again. Yeah, it was interesting as well because I think. Um... The, I, forgive me, I can't remember all the substitutions we made, but I remember thinking, oh, that's a good sub. That's a good sub and being quite positive about it. But um, yeah, it just didn't seem to didn't seem to click. Um, I Maybe know, it could really. also be because we played two matches in four days. I don't know. Could be, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Uh, and Nick, do you wanna, did you hear anything else about the second half on your radio stream? Uh, the, uh, one <laughs> word that kept popping up a lot was 
lento or lento or something like that, which I I interpret to mean like tired or sluggish or no. lazy. Lento, so, yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, that was the one that was said a lot. But like you could say from listening to it, and it's the first time I've listened to the Spanish commentary this season because we usually offer our own uh, English alternative commentary. The animation that you had in the first half compared to second half was it it was completely opposite. Even from the outset as well, it wasn't even like it got dour towards the 70th, 80th minute. From about the 49th, 50th minute, you could tell that the commentators were getting a bit bored, is probably the, the, the word I would use. And there's nothing more entertaining than a bored Spaniard. But equally, <clears throat> you've just sort of sold that commentary because, look, you're, you're learning Spanish. You're, like, you're picking up vocabulary. Yes. I did, I did. I, it, it kind of felt quite nice to, 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 to embrace it as well. So... Yeah. Um, but yeah, doesn't necessarily tell me how to order a table or or get food. But you know, I can now shout lento. <laughs> I wouldn't do that in a restaurant, though. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll try not to. I'll try not to. If, uh, if there's um, you know, a waiter of a certain name, you could go Kevin, 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 Kevin. Um. Let's. Um, I don't know. Has anyone got anything else to add before we go into Chumbo and Biznaga? I think we. Uh, I think we've covered the main points. There's nothing really. No, no more twelve o'clock games on Thursday, please, because it uh, really gets in the middle uh, of the week. Ah, uh, yeah. To be like, I did like when I said it was a novelty. That I do want it to remain a novelty. I meant it was quite. I think it was just quite fun when I was sitting there in fake bottom on at Madrid at five o'clock. Oh, five o'clock was I out? <laughs> Ten o'clock um, with a bottle of Victoria and. Uh, yeah, it was, it was quite interesting because it was very, very quiet around the stadium before, and then everyone just seemed to appear on twenty minutes before kickoff. So I guess it all everyone just got out of bed that lived locally and just walked to the ground. Um, what, what time did the scary bus get there, Matt? Um, they got there, I think, about quarter to eleven, um, and we were joined by Christian Makowski and his German friends, who were good fun. Yeah. That was a, a nice surprise guest did, appearance. Wait, what I do need to know. Was the flag there? Um, what do you mean? In like it wasn't up the shit, but, the shit but local flag. Oh, no. make an appearance. Oh, was this that game? Was this that one? <laughs> oh my god! I didn't even. I don't know. I I didn't meet the guy either because I thought I'd meet the guy. I met I met a lot of interesting characters this time. Though. It was, uh, <laughs> so if, there you go. There's a, there's a good plug for Vamos Alvarez later. I met met another big Chris Marquez fan who I used to live in the same tower. Was he a Chris Marquez fan? Yeah, yeah, he called me like a spy girl, right? Yeah, yeah. But he said he asked where you were, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." What is is Matt Harrison not enough for you? But no, he wanted <laughs> no because that what always happens. No, no, he, he was, he's all about the market. You know what happened to me yesterday? I don't. No, I will tell <laughs> you. I was sitting anything. here. This could be <laughs> you guys shut up. I was sitting here in my beautiful village for uh, a drink with Dutch people, and they say, "Oh well." Uh, friends of my mom who live here as well in a royal, and they were saying, "Oh well, so what do you do?" And uh, talked about work, and then said, yeah, a "Podcast," and she, "Oh, nice." Um, and a few minutes later, the waiter comes, and he looks at me. He says, "Are you, are you the one of the of the Kiri cast?" Okay. Celebrity. Said, uh, Celebrity. And you ate I, for free? I said yes. 
vision. Oh, I love that. I always watch it on my telephone. Oh, awesome. This. I was like, okay, okay. That's cool. Now that's strange. I can tell you that's really strange. Hello to the waiter that served yes, us. But, but I loved it, yes, because you might be watching again. Yes, yeah, and we are free food. Chris wants free food. I expected a free beer, but I, I can understand. Maybe next time. I mean, I walk through your street every day. Stop me and say, I watched and here's your, no, don't. You don't need to give me beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, um, from well, you know, you're you're our biznaga on the podcast, Chris. But um, let's go on to the Malaga Jumbo and Biznagas for this game. Um, let's start with Jumbo. Can I say one more thing? Okay, go for it. Go for it. Um, it was at the Lilac Tree. If you're ever in Benomad in Pueblo, it's a nice place. It has a beautiful terrace. Uh, you can. It has a nice fountain. It's it's so romantic, Nick. You should go there once. I will take you. I will all take you. Uh, but I'm not paying. Is is a uh, is Luke not romantic enough? Yeah, I'm gonna say did did nothing romantic happen in the Pueblo for for me? Yes, but it's it's also a romantic place, um, a romantic spot. Uh, I'm sure everybody will love it. You will love it. Laura will love it. Uh, we go there for dinner once. It's called the Lilac Tree. If you're ever in Benamana Pueblo, go eat Chris, there. Chris, now you've just said that this uh, this guy watches us. I guarantee we will, we will all gradually be going there to try and yeah. get some food. So, um, what this is is actually uh, an advert. Yeah, and we, and we <laughs> podcast. Marquez yeah. has been given a bit of uh, yeah. money. Hasn't exactly. Pocket now. Uh, but you always talk about the shirt and beer from Malaga, and I so, I thought, wow, um, it's nice to also uh, tell talk about get some effort about this restaurant um, because he actually watches us and he follows us. Yeah, so, did feel a little bit like Alan Partridge when he forgets to plug Terry's chocolate orange and into it. <laughs> By the way, Terry's chocolate oranges are available from Rolls. <laughs> anyway, Jumbo, um, Jumbo. Um, I'll go to you first, Nick. What, what, what did from your the vibe of the radio and the highlights you watched? Who's your Jumbo? <laughs> I, I <Nintendo>. genuinely, <laughs> genuinely couldn't tell you because okay. If like that, if I was gonna go with anything from from the vibe I've got <clears throat> and from what I've seen, I, I'm just gonna go Manu Melina. Okay, there you um, go. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Okay, and then well, maybe I'll come back to you if uh, if you sort of get different vibes from people's answers, or you just want to steal other people's answers. Uh, <laughs> Luke, I'll go to you next. Who is your chumbo? Well, I've actually throughout this podcast, I've actually changed my original chumbo, and then looking back at the uh, the lineup. I hope it's not too controversial and it's only because I think he's so good and not performing in this game. But it's David Larubia for me. I just think he had a very, very quiet game for a player of his standard. I thought, sorry, I thought you were going to say... What what were you doing? (laughs) I thought he was going to say the other winger. No, actually, Matt, we never plugged it early, but on my notes, at one point in the first half, I have got written down, Kevin Maradina. I thought he would... Up to his tricks, he were he were very. very I thought you were going to say 
Kevin, marry me. <laughs> yeah, well. That's what it sounded like. But then again, you're from uh, a part of England where uh, it seems cool. that even English people, people don't understand you. <laughs> Behave. Um, yeah, I, have I, I have one question for Luke, because you're from the same area as Carl, right? Yeah. Why do I understand Crow when he talks, and why can't I, I? I just don't understand you. I think I've watched Kez a few more times than Carl. It must just be that. <laughs> and uh, Carl's a is a sort of more Sheffield Carl, I think. Salesy person deals with people. Not I'm saying I work in a factory. Yeah. <laughs> does, does Laura talk the same like you? Uh, no. no. Matt's met Laura plenty of times. No, she Is she soon? Do you do you understand Laura, Matt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I understand Luke. I I can deal. I can. Yeah, you're English teacher. Yeah, okay. right. Uh, um, I forgot. I was gonna say. I was gonna say nice things about Kevin, but I'll do that in a bit. Um, my chumbo, by the way, and I, I don't think we've said his name, but I saw saw one of the papers give him quite a good mark. So I don't know if it was the early morning victorious that got me. I, I didn't think Juanpe was very good. He kept giving the ball away a lot in the first half. Um, but I saw the sort of, I can't remember, it might have been El Desmarque. They were giving him higher marks than Molina, so I don't know. But I, I thought Juanpe wasn't very good. I, just didn't. I think that one of the problems in the second half, Matt, our centre midfielders wasn't keeping the ball at all. Yeah. We weren't building anything. Yeah, and uh, and then we took them both off, and that seemed to make things worse. Weirdly, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, which was interesting. Uh, Chris, anyone different? Yes, um, and it might sound weird and a bit strange. Trust me, Chris, we're past that with you. Uh, but because this guy had a great pass and a great great action towards the goal with, with a great shot, um, for me. Lauren is not a football player, and every time he plays, he will get my bisna. Uh, he gets my chumbo. Okay, that that is who I picked originally, but then I just thought full work rate, maybe just give him a little boost. Yeah, no, no he boost. Was, <laughs> he was on my list as well, to be honest with you, because he's you know we 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 sort of go in for those top spots. We need people doing a bit more up yeah, top. Yeah. He's not good enough at the moment. At the moment, I, I've not seen yeah. anything. He's never been good enough. And it yeah. surprises me because somehow Real Madrid wanted to sign him. Yeah. And he played for the uh, Spain, I don't know, sub-18 or I don't know which team yeah, he played. I can't remember which one. But, um, but he also played there. Okay. Um, let's go on to Biznagas then. Um, I'll, I'll come to you last this time, Nick, so you can perhaps think about the vibes <laughs> before I spring it on you. I, I'll go first for this one because there's just only one person for me. I thought that, but No, I, but he would have been an honourable shout-out. He seems His left foot seems to have got quite good very suddenly. Um, I, I don't think he was magnificent in this game. I thought he was good. Um, but I thought uh, Joaquin Gabilondo was just... Fantastic, like absolutely, like spectacularly good at times. The bit when he ran down the wing and the ball was bouncing and he back heeled it past to our midfield. He, I don't think he put a foot wrong. I honestly think it's one of the best individual performances we've had this season. I think he was that good. He did not do anything wrong. He was like perfect. So if I was doing the ratings this week, I would have given him a nine. I think he was that good. 
which isn't perfect actually. But um, so did anyone do the raid? No, everyone were at work. We'll call it yeah. that. <laughs> and I and I was. Uh, I should tell you, I should have got. I I spent the day with our friend Joe Faint and should have yeah. got him to do it. Um, but he he uh, yeah he consumed alcohol with me all day. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> don't know how he was after um we we ended up in the the vimu place as well the the what's it casa antigua or casa antigua um so yeah the first stop of our uh cost meet yes it was the last oh no it was the one but last stop on our uh afternoon out in malaga we ended up in uh, the cruz campo brewery as well which i know people go oh cruz campo but the the la fabrica is cool um anyway that's for another story um luke anyone different Nah, 100% agree. I thought Gabby Londo, were, uh, he, he played brilliant. One thing, what I know Nick Cray, also a big fan of Delmas last year, very attacking fullback. I think the first few games of this season, Hockey sent more defensive. Mm. But in the last four or five games, I think he's really coming into his own uh, with the additional attacking threat as well. Yeah, this game in particular, he seemed to find another sort of level of attacking. Yeah. I just thought he was excellent. Um and and actually going back to our mate Kevin, that Kevin ended up on the right at one point, and they seemed to link up quite nicely. I noticed he, he he didn't stay there, but he I think he played for ten minutes, and they looked like quite a good little partnership. But um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I thought I thought, uh, Kev, I thought in the first half Kevin was very much in the mood for it. Hmm. Then in the second half, he went back to what I know Chris isn't a fan of. Very, just a bit, but a lot of Malaga players do it. Just seem to slow play down a little bit too much. In the first half, they were very direct. Yeah. Just quickly on Kevin, um, I forgot to say when we're talking about the Dioni goal, Kevin did his thing where you know he ha- you're talking about Molina having his own photographer, where Kevin's got to be in the celebration photo, and he did try to jump on Dioni's back and do that celebration he does all the time, and Dioni just fell over, couldn't be bothered to hold him. <laughs> Dionier after the Bocadilla. Yeah. <laughs> he had just... a picture taken by, by who I assume is his personal photographer that um was him was him walking away towards the corner, something like that. And I uh yeah, that put it in cool. a little picture frame of the Mona Lisa and the Louvre and just put ah, it in that. Spanish hanging in the Louvre and he liked it. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh Kevin, yeah. he loves it. He definitely searches his own name. Oh, absolutely. Kevin, Kevin is a guy, Kevin is Kevin's biggest fan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, no, Matt is No, no, no. Kevin is even bigger fan of Kevin than Matt. Matt is a, a good second one, but Kevin is Kevin's biggest fan. Possibly. I, I know what you mean there, um, but that's why I like him. Um, Chris, let's get these biznagas done. Anyone different? Uh, no. I can't see how he can be, personally. No. Okay. No. Joaquin, triple... No. Did did you hear his name on the in amongst the radio noises? Nick? I, I didn't, but I saw your um your compliments about him in the first half on our WhatsApp group. So I assumed he must be doing something quite positive. Um going into it the way it was, because the only mention I actually heard was Kevin, 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 Kevin. I was thinking, you know, could he be my biznaga? But sounds like you've convinced me that that Hawking is worthy of of this accolade this week. So I'll go with Hawking Gabilondo as well. Yeah, it's worth it. We talked about the Lauren touch, as we, I think we've talked about it about 15 times on two different podcasts now, but his little back heel pass, which didn't really go anywhere, but he just passed it into midfield. That was fun. So that was can, we, can we have that, um, uh, that that moment of Lauren in the podcast? Oh, 
we can get it. Yeah, we will. How get nice it right we get it that we can play it every week. Well, yeah, we. I was, I was thinking for the whole season. Can we add it to the intro? Can it be thirty seconds of Lauren's talk? No, we, we have to do more videos. We have to put in more videos. Yeah. Um, yeah, and definitely, um, I, I have started thinking about what to put in the latest Malaga Gaga our fanzine. Nice. If people haven't checked it out, go and find it on our Twitter somewhere. We did one last month, and maybe I love it. I read it four times already, and I'm still reading it. I don't know why, because I'm proud of it, oh. and I, I didn't even do shit on it. So, um, Hawkins back heel might feature if I, I'd, I'd probably have to find a video of it again just to remind me exactly what he did. And if he did it, because maybe maybe I didn't see it properly. But anyway, that's enough of Malila. As I said in the intro, see ya, Malila, because we're going to play Castilla. As a great band from Cowbridge, South Wales, once said, let's go see Raul, let's make a stand, let's go see Raul. Now, that might be a bit of a deep dive for people that aren't into Welsh indie of the mid-2000s. That's The Automatic, by the way, which uh, they did a song called Raul, which I don't think was about um, the great Spanish striker. But we will be up against him. Um, well, he'll be on the touchline. We are playing Real Madrid Castilla. I never, never really sure. Do you just call him Castillo? Do we call him Real Madrid Castilla? I've seen both used. Um, Real Madrid Castilla. So apologies because I'm sure there's lots of their fans listening to this preview. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I, I guess like their the record so far, they're sort of. I think they're top of the bottom half of the league. So you know, as far as um, a youth team goes. You know, let, let's we won't have the B team debate. I think we've done that to death on this podcast. We don't like them. Um, they, they're doing okay, actually, considering as well. I think they got promoted last year from the league below. Um, they won their last game against Atletico San Luqueño, 1 0 with I think they had 10 men I read as well. And then they've lost to the big boys the game before Castellon. Um, should we, should we just talk a bit about Raul? That's the fun bit, isn't it? Uh, Anybody got any love for Raul? Uh, well, I think we all got a bit of love for him. If you if you watched Spanish football in a certain period of time, you, you'll 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 be a big fan of him. Um, I kind of just wish he would not be in charge of Castilla. If I'm being perfectly honest with you, because wow. I know obviously he's in waiting for uh, a time to take over the uh, the main side, but. You know, you see so many of these managers now coming through. You know, you know I suppose we've all watched the video of uh, Xabi Alonso pinging balls uh, today on Twitter, you know, showing he can do it at a top-level club in Bundesliga. I, I thought Raul maybe would have done that by now as well, considering that he retired a lot mm. earlier than those type of players as well. So considering his football knowledge, his pedigree, his legendary status, the fact that he's only ever been in charge of Real Madrid Bay in the lower leagues. Uh, it's a shame. Probably the best way for me to, to sum it up. Yeah, to be honest, with you, I hadn't really thought about that. The sort of the, he he did retire a long time ago. Now I think about it, I still yeah. Um, 
he's sort of yeah. I think he won. I can't. I think it's like an under nineteen tournament, like European tournament with Real Madrid, like under nineteens. That's yeah. It's, and like you said, a good, player, a good player doesn't make a good manager. But no, but I think the no. word is that he is a good manager, isn't it? That like it's but why? Well, I don't know because I've not watched Real Madrid Castilla, but like from what I gather from people that at Real Madrid that know more about it than me, like if it wasn't for Xabi Alonso's emergence, he will be Real Madrid manager or would have been Real Madrid manager next year when Carlo Ancelotti probably goes to Brazil. That's sort of been on the cards and now might not be. It'll be, I don't know. Do um, we think it's up to do with, I mean, I assume Raul's got a lot of ambassadorial roles with Real Madrid, so it's maybe Real Madrid and Real Madrid only, maybe some along yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, he was a great footballer, but I'm not a big fan of Raul. I was as a kid, but now I think... Uh, because I I have nothing with Real Madrid or Barcelona or Atletico Madrid. It's just not my club. I liked him when I was a young kid, when he played for Spain, the national team. I really adored him there. I really was a big fan. Uh, but after David Villa and... Uh, Fernando Torres gave Spain three prizes. My Raúl love is a bit gone. It's funny you say that because I think that is sort of something that's happened to his name in general. I think where yeah. because he sort of famously got dropped by Aragonés before that 2008 Euros, that he's sort of seen as like it's almost put like a, a failure stamp on him in a quite tragic way, and um, and. It is a bit, but yeah, it's, it's. I guess I don't know. For for me, um, it was funny when I put this question in there. I hadn't really thought about it myself because I thought, oh, this would be quite a fun thing to talk about because people, we have listeners of all different ages, and they'll all know Raúl. But I, yeah. when I was thinking about what's my favorite thing about him, I was like, well, actually, if you were to tell me what sort of, if I was to try and say what sort of player Raúl Raúl is, it's quite hard. He's yeah. not like he's sort of quite. Sorry, not quite good. He was sort of very good at everything without being an absolute specialist, I would say. Um, but then when, when you asked the question, Matt, I've, obviously I watched Raul for years and years, but I thought I need a bit of solid thing. And now we're thinking like a proper goal scorer, but when you look back, he had so much more to his game. But he was also a very quiet player. Yes. Yeah. Um, does any one of, probably every one of you, I'm going to say a name of which he reminds me a lot. Yari Liedmanen. Oh, well, Yari Liedmanen is one of the greatest players I've ever seen live. Yeah, great player. Yes. He's a, uh, I think, very different sort of player. Yeah, different sort of player, but oh, also yeah. a very quiet player. Yeah, fair enough. What you forget about. Yeah, true. I'd, I'd agree with that, actually. But, yeah, like, I, I guess, being like, I was a teenager, early 2000s, when especially that 2000 Champions League Real Madrid won and he was amazing and now he was still quite young. That's, I think, his peak. But um, I'd sort of forgotten as well, and I don't know if Nick listened to it because I know we both said we like the Mundial podcast, uh, Reasons to Love Football. Or, um, and they did a whole bit about his time in Schalke a few weeks ago. And actually, his time at Schalke is perhaps more fun, I think. He scored like loads of good goals. And actually, there's one of my favourite assists ever is... Um, a Raul goal, but set up, and I've got the guy's first name, it's Jurado, another Spaniard at Schalke. Just type into 
when this stop listening to this, or if you're listening, pause it. Type in Raul Jurado. Don't pause us for Raul. Pardon? Don't pause us for Raul. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, by the way, I just remember the podcast called Reminding You Why You Love Football. But they did a really cool bit on him. Um, I, I, yeah, I just thought I'd bring up Raul because um, I like him and he was a bit no, of a lame. He was, he was a great player, but as a, it's a bit of a boring player. Nothing really a lot has happened around him. You know, you have some players who were very good, like Yari Liedman and Raul, um, who were very good at the time, mm-hmm. but didn't get the the Ronaldo fame or the uh, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I know you mean. I, I don't know how to say it. Like Yari Liedman, the best player. Nobody understood better. Food, nobody understood football better than Yari Liedman. He was insane. He was thinking like six moves ahead, uh, but never won a Ballon d'Or. No. But yeah, but he was like you said, quite a quiet guy. Um, perhaps moving on to like oh, you know, moving away from the history of Raúl and, but you know, he has been at this club a while. He's gotten promoted. Um, it's worth looking at the players because there's some interesting surnames amongst the players too, particularly Lucas Canizares in goal and also their midfielder Teo Zidane. Um, I, is, I, I, is Canizares the son of doing Because I saw this straight away and it came straight to me. Very much so. Um, he's actually, so, I've forgotten as well, there was a big thing in Marca last year where he he's actually won the 2022 Club World Cup because... He was on the bench for Real Madrid when they won that last year. So I think there's a there was a photo of him and his dad with his medal and stuff, which was cool. I have a question about this. Does he have because to believe on her? I have always asked myself. Go on. Can you be talented talented in football or playing since your youth at professional clubs can make you a footballer? Yeah, I think it's going to vary from case to case, isn't it? I think there's going to be... Look at, look at Jordi Cruyff. His dad was a footballer, he became a footballer. Look yeah. at Kluivert, his son. Yeah, they, 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 I don't think they're great examples, because I think they've actually had quite good careers. Obviously, their dad's careers are like super stellar careers. Especially. I mean, but my question is like, did they go to those schools, uh, to those academies, because they had talent, or is it because of their dads being the kids off? And then, that, yeah, did they have talent enough to make it uh, yeah. through the first teams or through the academy themselves, or is that also based on their dad's name? I, I think football would be too ruthless now. Just to, I, I agree. Like, there's probably. If their dad plays for, you know, let, let's take the Cruyff one. I'm sure Jordi got a, a boost into the youth teams from there. But uh, football's too cutthroat to get, you know, get a good career without being good. You know, Justin Clivert, you just said, you know, he has played for Roma. He's playing in the Premier League now. He's he's had a good career. I know it's not maybe what people expected or maybe not as good as his dad, but, you know, he can't be 
crap, can he, to no. play? They, they never are as good as their dads either. No. Like no. Yeah. another one you could say is, um, and again, I don't really know how it works, but Romeo Beckham, you know, we've all watched that documentary recently. He's a professional footballer, apparently, but he only plays for B-team. Brentford B team. But and yeah. but it never looks like he's getting in. He's on loan from him. I mean, it seems messy, but um, you know, I think it 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 helps because I think part of it is is that you know these kids tend to go to the clubs where their dads play for because obviously they've got to be with the parents. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense whether it's uh, Christian playing around with him as well, hasn't he? So, like you know, like you... like which which manager of of uh, I don't know five year olds or six year olds is going to say. Um, yeah, but... nah, the that Beckham kid, no, nah, I he's exactly. not good enough. Nobody's going to say that. No, Kai Rooney scores 50 goals a season for whatever age he's at, so you know, they've got to have something about them as well. Then, because I was gonna, I was, I was leading towards this before that quite grander question, but apparently, uh, Santiago Canizares published a book in 2015 and it's called Dad When I Grow Up, I Want to Be a Soccer Player. And it's all about giving parents advice on guiding their children if their dreams to be a professional, face professional athletes, actually, not just footballers, which be interesting to see what his takes are. Yeah. Well, I think I think of the two you've mentioned, obviously, with Canizeras and Zidane, they've got the more famous fathers. But one of the players who's also got a footballer father in this squad is uh, much more of a, a talent coming through, and that's uh, Nico Paz. Uh, mm. His dad is also an ex-Argentine international, but obviously never played for Real Madrid. So you see those kind of relationships there. But he looks like, you know, if if he's playing, going to be a very much a handful. I think he's scoring for fun in this league. I mean, I think he's got something like five and six or something like that. So, yeah. and his dad yeah. certainly was in a very uh, flash player. His dad, I seem to remember being a bit brutal, but sort of from what I remember. Yeah. Uh, uh, Must yeah, have something yeah. about him though to be named in the um, the squad for Qatar as well for Argentina. Do you know what I mean? Like um, the other name to perhaps mention because I, I know it's Tails Zidane is the vice captain, but I, I don't know. You know, I don't know how good he is. He seems to have been in this team for a while. Um, not like um, Luca. I feel like I've seen Luca Zidane play about <laughs> ten times for ten different clubs since I've been living in Spain. But um, the other name I was going to mention um, because Marker did a big thing about him. I might have even been the start of this season, but time's a bit messed up for me now. Maybe it's the start of last year. Is uh, They did an article called El Otro Vinicius and the other Vinicius. And yeah, they've got that. Vinicius uh, Tobias, I think his surname is. Yeah. Um, but the Guardian had him in like their next generation thing. And he was um, he was playing for Shatska, uh, Shakhtar Donetsk. And obviously there's the clause at the moment that if you're a foreign player, you can leave on loan to... Uh, Wherever, so Real Madrid have got him on loan from Shakhtar, which is. Uh... I've got two. I've got two players down, Matt. One of them is Vinicius Tobias, a, a right back on loan from Shakhtar Donetsk, Brazilian. So you imagine Brazilian right back is going to be thinking one way, very forward thinking. The other player I've got written down is Alvaro Rodriguez. Okay. So he's a centre forward. He's made six appearances for Real Madrid first team from February last season, and if. I know, like Paul Henahan, big La Liga fan, etc. He actually scored the equaliser in the Madrid derby against Atletico last season. Yes. yes. Let's not forget that we also got Francois on loan from Shakhtar, or what's another team? Oh, uh, Kiev. 
Kiev. Kiev. Dynamo oh, Kiev. Kiev. Well, we also. But I, th I think the difference is Fransol was not considered in like the hundred best young players in the world before going to Ukraine. That's not me saying Vinicius. <laughs> <What? tonight>. Maybe <laughs> once upon a time, Fransol was the boy. <laughs> yeah. No, but it, it really says nothing because if he was such a good player, let's be honest, he wouldn't go to Real Madrid B on loan. Well, no, I but think it, that was where, where he's young and Real Madrid have interest in him, but not yeah. quite ready for that level yet. Yeah. yeah, I mean Real Madrid also wanted to sign Lorenz Zuniga. Shame on yeah. them for missing out. Yeah, so, but it's not unknown for, for again the all these little relations that we're talking about is that he goes to the same club that his brother plays for because I think Mbappe's brother also plays for PSG as right. well, doesn't he? So again, it's another one of those where you know we just get family into. I think Mbappe, had a, Mbappe well. had a few uh, family members playing football, right? Because I believe there was also an Mbappe in Holland playing. And of course, there's uh, there's Job playing for Sunderland, Job Bellingham. But yeah, uh, yeah. He's, uh, uh, I had to laugh at the guy on Twitter who uh, said because they sent scouts to go and watch him at Sunderland. I said, as a power move, then they should send scouts to go and watch Jude Real <laughs> 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 Madrid. Or, or even Alfred Schroeder. And Dick Schroeder. Yeah. No, exactly. Two managers. Yeah, indeed. Um, I, I, before we move away from Castilla, this, this very much, I've, I've had this, I've probably not got enough time to talk about it in detail, but I've had this saved up for when my other podcast, Platini, played for Kuwait, definitely does a European Cup Winners' Cup episode. Do, do you know the European Cup Winners' Cup link with Real Madrid B or Castilla? <laughs> Did they win it? <laughs> Well, they basically got played there once. No, there is something. Oh, it's a crazy story. I'll, I'll try and do it really quickly. They got to the Copa del Rey final. They lost to Real Madrid 6-1 in the final. But obviously <laughs> that meant they got into the Cup Winners' Cup. They played West Ham in the Bernabeu. Um, they beat West Ham. It kicked off so much with West Ham fans because obviously it was the early 80s. Um, so for the second leg... UEFA said, well, they were going to kick West Ham out. And for some reason, they didn't. And they said, OK, you're going to play it behind closed doors. And I think originally they said, you're not allowed to play at Upton Park. So it was going to be played in Sunderland, in Roker Park. But then they said, no, you can play in the Berlin ground behind closed doors. So And then eventually West Ham won, I think, like 5-1 on Agriath, maybe 6-1. Um, but yeah, so Castilla played at Upton Park in the first round of the Cup Winners' Cup in... I'm going to say 81 or 82. Um, and they, yeah, they went toe to toe with West Ham, which, and, and it was when, and actually that was the other thing. West Ham were a second division team at the time. I always thought it was one of my favorite cup winners cup stories. Um, it, Cause the cup winners cup mad. There's a great book on it called frozen in time. That's where I remember reading about that. Um, anyway, that's my bit of football trivia for you there. Is there anything you don't know about football, man? Ah uh, yes, I couldn't uh, couldn't tell you about how well Raúl has done at uh, Castilla or why he's a good manager. Um, but it's I suppose a big shame of it is for Castilla because we've come up against B teams before. We won't rehash this argument, but we've some some real talented footballers at like Real Sociedad Bay, Villarreal Bay, teams like that. Castilla just don't seem to have that. And when you look at other elite football clubs that have been kind of like harvesting youth talents, you look at Man City, for example. You look at Chelsea, you know, they, they've got, you know, put 
Chelsea and Man City in this league, they'd absolutely run riot. Whereas yeah. you'd think Madrid would have more of a established and dominant youth setup nowadays. But I suppose the Florentino Perez um, way of thinking to keep signing Galacticos. And- yeah, but why? It's money. It's 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 shirt sales. Yeah, exactly. So it's like uh, you know, it's it's a shame, because really. That- bringing a youth player doesn't make any money. Yeah, oh, exactly. To, to, and not that I want Castilla to be amazing, but you would think, you know, pulling on the white shirt of Real Madrid and the and the, the credence as that has, even in a B team, you'd think they would have a bit more about them than this. But really, we're plucking at straws with, with their players, you know. Name the, name the last, name the last 10 players that make, made their debut at Real Madrid. What, just in Raul, general? Or Raul, Raul, maybe one of them. The last 10. What do you mean? Like youth players? Youth players can't be that many. Al- Alvaro Rodriguez probably won then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but then yeah, Brahim Diaz did he not go to Castilla first? No, but he made his debut. Uh, he wasn't in the U. He was in the City Youth. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I remember he made his yeah, debut right. with City. He was at City when I used to go watch Man City. Yeah, yeah. It's quite good. Um, I love uh, Dan- uh, what's his name? Dennis Suarez was the Spaniard. I always liked Dennis Suarez. Yeah, mm. just quickly. Just you can't, you can't name the 10, 10 no, academy no, players come from Real Madrid. No, no, there won't be Could any be a question for the uh, for the chat. That one, Chris, that's a, it's a, a drawn out question. We could all work on this. Um, just quickly because we seem to quite it seem to be quite enjoying just saying names of this team. They do have a player called Marvel as well, which I thought was fun. His name's Marvelous Antolin Garzon. But on his shirt, it says Marvel. There, there's a shirt that should be easy to sell. There's two. Now, now is, Nick is now open. Yeah. I like uh, Peter. Peter with Peter on his back. That'll just do me. But again, yeah. he's made three three appearances for the Real Madrid team. So, you know, maybe it's not as uncommon as we... Uh, well, think. I've got to think maybe the big one's got... Maybe Odegaard has got to be yeah. one of the most recent ones. Yeah, but Odegaard plays for Vera first. He made his debut for everything. Yeah, but he, yeah, but he must have got into Castilla because he was signed at 15 years old. So he must yes. have got into the youth team before he went into the Real Madrid first team. So I know I he's ten years uh, there from youth. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't make his professional debut in professional football in in Madrid. He made his debut, I think, in, in at Herevain. I think there'd be quite a lot, you know, because even like people. I, I, like there's, there's been loads of you know the Pavones era, the the Zidanezi Pavones era, the Galacticos. That was the whole point. It was uh, what's his name, Minambre Pavon. Oh yeah, exactly. I'm going far far too back here now. I think about it, but Val Bravo. There was like that twenty two thousands bit where they were trying to buy a Galactico and saying, "Don't worry, we've got a kid coming through," and none of those kids made it. That was the whole. No. The downfall of Zidane's y Pavones, as uh, Alvaro Arbelo was technically part of Castilla, then moved away and then moved back to Real Madrid as well. So, is that like does that count? No, um, and Odegaard made his Real Madrid debut before he went to Herenveen, but he'd already played for Stromsgut in uh, in Norway before he signed for Madrid. Yeah, um. We pushed for time here. Do, do we want to say anything about the starting eleven and Malaga? I sort of put: Do Juanpe and Molina get dropped? I'm guessing our answer is yes. There. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Does Molina get dropped? Considering he was a chumbo yeah. 
Absolutely. Okay. Does Juan Pe keep his place? No. No, but I guess the issue now is Sangali's the Sangali injury. Yeah. The you, you, you need to go down a route. If it wasn't broke, don't don't fix it for me. And you know, some of the better football that we played, maybe with the absence of Sangali, was when we had Dani Lorenzo, Gennaro, and uh, David Larubia. Yeah, but Dani Lorenzo, I don't know. He seems a bit. I don't think he's been fine. I don't yeah. think he's absolutely been stellar, but I don't think he's done anything wrong. I, I think he can I, do I think so much, much better. More. Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, he's this... not bringing what I I, I I expected for him to bring this season yet. Yet the thing is, as well, though, how we players in games like this against Castilla and that are playing against players of similar ages and stuff. This is where they need to prove how good they are by the starting for a huge club like Mallorca. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, there... so to me, this is all about points on board now because we've got a tough November coming up. And you've got to yeah. get now two massive results back to back, and then you're into difficult games. You know, going away to Ibiza, um, Ibiza at the st- in was it the ninth? You know, that's a, a you know, promotion contender there. They're unbeaten this so far this season. We can uh, say that if, if you ask me, we can't say that Costa Young and Ibiza are way further than we are, are way better than we are. I'd agree. Um, Right, on that um, note, I think that's a, a good place to wrap things up. So I will say a thank you to you, Luke Chambers. Yeah, thank you as always, mate. Uh, I hope everyone has a, a good remainder of the week and a good three points on Saturday for Malaga. So vamos Malaga. Vamos Malaga, indeed. Chris Marquez, thank you. Thank you all. Um, will I see you Saturday? Yes, finally. Finally. It's been, it's been a tough few weeks, Chris. Um, but I've yeah. got that. Um, and thank you, Nick Bell, and we hope you are feeling better soon. Gracias, amigo. Vamos Malaga. Vamos Malaga, indeed. And thank you to you guys, the listeners. Keep sort of retweeting and interacting with us. We like all that stuff. And we will see you again soon. Um, just quickly, are we doing a live stream on the weekend? Or, I don't know. Or... I'm, I'm not, not available. I don't know if Nick's going it to... Might, it might just be me, because I know that Alex is uh, on his travels at the minute, and Luke is, I don't know, the Nick Bell show. like that. <laughs> so, um, we'll see. Yes, okay. Well, we'll see to TBC indeed. So, anyway, thank you again for listening. I've been Matt Harrison. You've been listening to the Cast on Sport Direct Radio and on you. The YouTube, I guess I should say. <laughs> the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> the land of the tube. Yeah. You old man. Cheerio. <laughs> Vamos Malaga. Adios. Okay.